Okay, hi Alex. How are you? Hi Frank. Good. How are you? Wonderful. For me to say that yep. disruptors, Alex and Frank, uh, podcast. And Correct. I think it's podcast number five. Uh, Alex, I, I don't know if you heard about the uh, podcast that was put up, I think it was yesterday, from ISSA. It was two people from ISSA came up with a new podcast, and they, they were talking about the fact that people should be very, very aware of, even though they're talking about dropping the masks, they're not dropping washing your hands and they're not dropping sanitization. And they didn't bring that up. And they made it a point to say the government is not, is not re-supporting uh, that part. They're only saying, you know, now we're free, the mask is open and, you know, there's, you already know there's controversy about that already. Well, we don't need to get into right. that part. But, but the part I think that's important and I'm going to ask you in a minute if you agree. The part that I think is important is for us to reinforce how important the sanitization really is with hand washing to continue because other viruses are going to show up and we need right. prevention. And this is a good way to stay with prevention, not wait until we have another problem and then say, oh, let's go back to doing that. I think it's something we should continue. Maybe not as crazy as some people were doing it. Because you know what's interesting, Alice, and I know you've got some great information to share with us about this. But my opinion is we tend to go overboard. We, we do something that we're not doing and we go crazy when we get started with it, go overboard, and then the people say, oh, we're going to give it up now? Okay. Now we go overboard giving it up. We go from crazy to totally nothing. And that's the fear that I think ISSA has and why they brought up this, this um, podcast. Sure. So I'm saying that we, you and I together, I think agree that we should continue our conversation on this and not let anybody think that just even though the masks are dropped, doesn't mean you drop the hand washing and the sanitizing. That's a huge mistake. Don't you agree, Alex? I agree. I, I think it's uh, extremely important, uh, the um, information you're bringing up. I think it's a, it's a real serious problem. Uh, if people just let go and say, okay, you know, we're back to the way things were before COVID, it will be a disaster. And, and so do you feel... What, what can we do to encourage them to continue this? How do you feel well, we you know, encourage them? You know, it's interesting. I, you know, there's an interesting, uh, I was reading the other day, uh, there was a Harvard School of Public Health article yes. that talked about um, how September 2020 to the end of January 2020, the CDC recorded something a little over like 1,300 like 13, I don't remember the numbers, like 13, 12, 13, 16, something like that, 1,300 and something, let's put it that way, uh, positive flu cases uh, during COVID. And the same time, 
last the year before, um, and this, this is between September 2020 and, and the end of January 2021. And I think the year before that, uh, they had recorded uh, 130,000 cases of flu. So you're talking about how during COVID, you know, a, a 129,000 reduction in flu cases. Wow. And I thought that was pretty remarkable uh, that, right. you know, d during an epidemic like what we had, all of a sudden the numbers drop. And I think, you know, and, and it's funny because I've traveled to Asia before. And, you know, and I think even if you go into the Asian communities here in the U.S., you'll see people wearing face masks all the time. I guess it's part of the culture. Uh, people are very concerned and they wear face masks. It'd be interesting to see, I don't know any studies on that, but to see whether or not in general, there's a lower case of flu uh, with face masks being worn. And I know it's a very hot subject, the face masks, but I think the face mask alone is not what actually uh, saved the flu cases, but I think people were became more aware I think that uh, hand washing became critical. Uh, I think that, you know, and the proof of the hand washing being critical is, I think you experienced this yourself in the industry, how within a, a period of six months, uh, distributors, uh, manufacturers are selling more hand sanitizer and hand soap oh, yeah. than, uh, <laughs> than people had sold in years. I mean, I'm talking about like in six months, they sold more than they sold not in one year, but they sold more soap and sanitizer than two or three years. Isn't that correct, Frank? I think yeah. you even tell, told me that uh, that that you, that uh, you know the companies that you work with were manufacturing disinfectant where they were manufacturing coatings before. Yes. Because uh, yeah, you know they couldn't keep up with it. You know, I, I know companies where when it came to disinfectants, uh, quats were basically saying we shut down all our lines. All we're doing is making disinfectants. But then I was discussing just before that about us going crazy and the way we, we respond to things. Now, according, going along with what you're saying, Alex, if you now go to the store, <laughs> you walk in the door and there's a big display of hand sanitizers right in front of you. And right. You go to the drugstore, some main areas that they used to use for other purposes have have, have that stuff, either masks or, or, or hand sanitizer. In fact, you're right, because there was a, there was a, um, a manufacturer that, we, uh, friend, that we're friendly with that, you know, they have, they make coatings, they make all different kinds of chemicals and their hand soap and hand sanitizer business went up so significantly that it became their number one sale item. Yes. Uh, where it used to be like number seven or eight on the list, it became volume-wise the number one you know, selling item for six months to a year. And, uh, you know, it's got to be going somewhere, you know, and, it's a, and, and, and I know schools, universities, even though they were closing or were closed, they had put the stuff up everywhere. Probably schools today have a couple of years' worth of inventory of hand sanitizer and hand soap. They went so crazy buying this stuff. And this goes to what you were saying, Frank, is all of a sudden it went to an extreme, you know, all of a sudden, oh my God, we got to wash our hands. Well, what happened for the past 20, 30 years? You know, it's like, why did all of a sudden we wake up now and 
you know, it, 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 it's probably a good thing if you want to look at a, 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 a silver lining in a terrible dark cloud. Uh, the only thing I would say is maybe it's made us more aware, but like you pointed out very accurately, is this CDC uh, opening up of taking off face masks, uh, is that going to now have everyone go back to the way they were before? And are we going to see increases in flus? Are we going to see in increases of hospital-acquired infections? Uh, that was another thing, by the way, that um, it was very remarkable during COVID is I found a lot of my hospitals that were dealing with infection rates in the hospitals had significant drops in all the other infections. And again, that could be because less visitors, they didn't allow visitors in the hospitals. It could be uh, that regular patients weren't allowed into the hospitals. You know, they're only if you were dying pretty much. So, you know, it could be that the type of patient that you had was dealing with COVID so that could have affected the numbers. I mean, there's a lot of variables, but the facts do remain the same that flu was down significantly. And again, you know, Frank, uh, flu, you could argue, well, people were less contact with each other. Uh, you know, there were not as many people at work transmitting the flu to each other. So that may have been a factor. That, that all could be very true. But I think that uh, the fact that, that you pointed out, people became much more aware, hand washing and those kind of things definitely contributed uh, to the drop in rates. Well, until they can scientifically prove it, it just seems logical to me that the, the, the mask had something to do with, with preventing of transfer diseases, had something big time to do with it. Because you know what, We're, we are, we are carriers, carriers of diseases, all of us. And we, we carry these things. Now, some people carry them and they, they're not affected by them. They just carry them. Then they, then they go into places and be with other people and breathe on them or uh, breathe on things, touch things. It's unbelievable how, much, how many times we put our hands to our face and then touch things. We don't even think about it. We do it just, uh, just uh, you have a little itch, you touch it. By your mouth, you touch it, then you push a button in an elevator. So we transfer disease that way all the time. That's one thing. But that's a great point, Frank. That's a great point. Because you know, people are arguing that oh, with face masks don't really protect against you know. Yeah, the heck uh, they don't. They anything. Sure do. Yeah. Well, they were they were arguing and say, well, you know, it's all different kinds of face masks, and you got different quality face masks, and you know, some of these face masks the germs can travel through. But what you just pointed out was a real, uh, very important point. You know, half the time, the way these infections are transmitted to us is not necessarily through a cough or a sneeze, but you know, it could be like you said, you press an elevator button and then you scratch your mouth, you put your finger on your lips, you touch your nose, and next thing you know is you got the flu. That's right. The mask is so important to us I think we should carry them around with us forever and always have them available when we think it's appropriate. And there's always going to be times that it's going to be appropriate to put that mask on. It's, and I know when I go to the grocery store right now, I still put the mask on. I'm wearing one. I, I, I kind of right. got used to it. And I don't like the mask either. But I'm going to use it for my own health. 
because I haven't gotten sick. I don't know if it's the mask or it isn't. It's not an expensive deterrent this, to, to not do something. It's not like it's a big dollar amount to wear a mask. So I think it's better to keep a mask available to you at all times, even if they tell you masks aren't necessary anymore. And the most important point I want to make, don't be embarrassed to wear a mask because nobody else is. That doesn't mean right, you, right. Wear them. you know, some people would rather not wear a mask because they feel embarrassed. But I think I think that, you know, what's going to happen, Frank, and I think the reality is that people are going to stop wearing masks. I see it already happening. I mean, at least in public, in the open and in the streets, people are definitely not going to be wearing masks. I see that happening right. even before the sure. CDC came down. I think that in private, uh, I think in rooms where people are vaccinated, you're not going to have people wa uh, wearing masks. But at the end of the day, what I think you're bringing up, when you brought up in the beginning, which is, I think, critical, is, yeah, you're going to have the Frank, the sellers are going to be continuing to wear masks because they, they'd rather be safe and cautious versus, you know, taking any kind of Russian roulette with other people in the room. I think it's not only COVID that you're concerned about. I think you're concerned about any virus or organism that could potentially be transmitted in a room, which, you know, again, we're all vaccinated today with, uh, you know, COVID, but who knows what the next thing is coming out. But I think what's real important that, you know, that you brought up again is hand washing has got to be enforced. I know people were much more aware about hand washing during COVID. I think if we can take that with us, uh, even if they don't wear face masks, but if they are more uh, aware of hand washing before they eat, before they touch, before they shake, before they, you know, do anything that would in, in, in either interact with another per human being or human beings, or even themselves after they interact with human beings, that they sanitize or wash their hands. If we can take that with us, I think that's going to be very helpful. And I think also that I hope that the industry overall had puts more value, puts more uh, importance on the daily cleaning and the, uh, you know, how important that plays a role in keeping, whether it's in healthcare and schools, uh, restaurants, wherever you go, the actual cleaning and disinfecting of surfaces. And I think cleaning, you know, putting an asterisk on the cleaning part of it, because I think disinfecting alone is going to be a waste of time, as we discussed, you know, in earlier podcasts. But I think that um, that's going to be very critical moving forward in really making sure that people don't transmit or the risk of transmitting drops significantly so that we can do something or, you know, try to match something that we did during COVID, which is drop a crazy number of flu cases, uh, you know, from going from 100,000 plus to 1,000 uh, is pretty significant. And to be able to duplicate that year after year, I mean, it's not saving thousands of lives. You know, Alex, you, you brought up something really important uh, in, in your conversation, what you just said. You know, one of the things that we're, we're considered, we're calling ourselves disruptors. As being disruptors, one of the things that I think you and I should see if we can work on to help to disrupt the cleaning industry is 
to be sure we keep the spotlight on what you just mentioned on cleaning. Because, you know, we started to get that spotlight when the, when the virus came out, all of a sudden cleaning became important. All of a sudden, everybody was looking at cleaning. Cleaning was not really in the spotlight. Some, it was for some people, but not for everybody. Maybe hospitals, but it's not in general, wasn't good for everybody. Not good, but it wasn't, it wasn't, on, it wasn't under the spotlight. Because it's the major thing that can mess up the population. You're right, Frank, and you're 100 percent right. And, and and by the way, what you mentioned, you see, it's a two-way street in a way. What you just said, because, well, I, I don't even want to say it's a two-way street. I want to say that what you mentioned is really an opportunity, maybe once in a lifetime opportunity. Because, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, uh, where our industry was never really appreciated. No. Uh, in the way it should be appreciated, uh, you know. So you know, people say, "Oh no, we appreciate housekeeping, we appreciate EVS," or, but they don't. They didn't appreciate it on the level that now COVID made people appreciate it. You know, you know, whether you're a dentist or a doctor or a nurse, you know, or a school custodian, and now you're appreciating your housekeeping staff. You're appreciating your housekeeping directors, EVS directors. Uh, like never before, because it was a matter of life and death, what they were doing. But life and death is really what they've done until now for years and years. And those people just didn't realize, well, I'm not going to die from this bacterial organism. I'm fine. I got the flu shot, you know, so COVID really woke people up. So what you're saying about us in the industry, keeping people, you know, aware of this, it's, we now have their attention, you know, for the first time, maybe in a very long time, people are more tuned into what we do for a living and what housekeeping and EVS directors do for a living. So, you know, we have their attention. We need to make sure, like you said, and it has to be a partnership. It has to be done between the manufacturers, uh, the suppliers, the uh, directors of the departments, and the, even to the housekeeping staff to make people aware and continue reinforcing the importance of the cleaning that we're doing and how important it is that we don't drop the ball and take investment away from this, that area and, and, and research away from that area and to, to make believe that this is a, you know, a fluke this past year and a half with COVID and it's never going to happen again because that's not what people are saying. People are saying this is going to happen more and more often. Um, so I think that uh, what you said about keeping uh, the uh, industry alive on this issue is, is it's an opportunity because people are still listening. They're still paying attention. Maybe it's getting hotter because we're getting further and further away. But I think uh, if we don't you know, keep the fire going, the embers are going to become dying coals, and it's going to be much harder to, to rejuvenate that fire again. You know, one of the differences that I think we have between Europe and the U.S., and, and I, I've heard this a million times from directors in the U.S. and VPs that say, you know, shiny floors people perceive as clean. Yes. And uh, in Europe, it's not necessarily the same no. thing. It depends no. where in Europe, of course, but no. most of Europe really don't care if shiny does not necessarily mean clean. No. But what you're talking about here is, is you know, people think it's clean, but it's really not. You got to clean 
to get rid of the dirt and the germs, and then we worry about how it looks. Uh, usually the look will follow right behind it if you do a good job cleaning. It's a very interesting subject, at least to me anyway. Uh, I, I think the most important thing that I was hoping that we bring up, which we did, I thought we did a good job on it, is discussing the fact that the don't give up hand sanitizing and don't give up because they're giving up masks. If they give up the masks, I first of all, I don't agree with giving up the masks 100%, no matter what. And But I still think it makes sense to keep sanitizing your hands. I think all the sanitizer, have it in your car, have it in your purse if you're a woman, have it any place you can. Have it in your office, have the sanitizer, use it all the time, because you're keeping your hands sanitized and you, you won't be spreading bacteria from that point. And that's probably the greatest uh, carrier of bacteria is your hand. Yeah, and, 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 not, and don't forget also not to forget about hand washing with soap and water because that at the end of the day is the most effective way of getting rid of the germs. And I agree with you that hand sanitizing, you know, when you're not around soap and water uh, is definitely the next best thing. And then of course, very important to make sure the surfaces you come in contact with are cleaned and disinfected. And of course, if, if they're not, or you don't know if they are, then that hand sanitizer and soap and water are critical in, in making sure that you don't give somebody else or even yourself something that you don't necessarily want to you know, bring into your body. Yes. Okay, Alex, I, I think we, we covered this pretty good uh, personally. I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate your time. I really appreciate your comments. They're very valuable. And I'll, we'll talk to you next week. And you I got it, Frank. Looking forward. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye.